0: 987 FM, Arizona's sports station. Bigly Blast. The Cardinals are 0-1, but I am beginning to fear they have lost their way and they have lost so much already. And I say this because Cliff Kingsbury keeps telling on himself. He literally said yesterday that the Cardinals lost to the Chiefs looked like preseason game one for whatever reason. He said his football team was surprised by how good the Chiefs were in person and their statements that make you shake your head. But this goes well beyond the head coach because everybody in Arizona knew this team was terribly thin on defense. We were all waiting for reinforcements to arrive and they never came. And granted, you might want to give the GM a break if you believe he is hampered by a shoestring budget, which would be an alarming show of terrible ownership after an 11-win season at a time when Kyler Murray is still on his rookie deal. But Steve Keim literally went on this radio station last week and said he thought this defense would be really, really good. And that statement makes you shake your head put it all together and you've got an owner who gave ridiculously long contract extensions to mediocre performers suggesting his motives are more relational than they are competitive and in the process they have lost the trust of many fans who just do not believe in the leadership of this football team because after the last seven games and a season opener that looked just like the worst of last year why would you All right, today's Bickley Blast brought to you by my great friends at Chapman BMW who make luxury affordable with two great locations and one great experience. Find them online at chapmanbmw.com. I was. I I thought we were going to play better, uh, execute at a higher level, and and play crisper, and and it it wasn't um, what we anticipated at all. Gotta give Kansas City a lot of credit. That's a tremendous organization, tremendous team, but um, we did not play at a high level, and and, uh, the score was indicative
1: of of that game.
2: That's Cliff Kingsbury yesterday, part of his interview with uh, Wolf and Luke here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. The head coach will join them every Monday during the uh, football season, but but basically asked, hey, were you surprised? I was. Thought we'd Play better, thought we would execute. Uh, I think a head coach always feels that way. Just look at the music going, Jared. (laughs) Come on, Jared. Just in the vibe. It's not going. Do you hear it? (laughs) I do. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, the card, uh, to your point in the blast pick about Mm -hmm. painfully thin on defense. Yeah. Yeah, we all felt that way. We all were saying, hey, we, we. At this point of the offseason, maybe get in some reinforcements, especially at the cornerback position. It looks like a thin group. Mm -hmm. Through one week, the Arizona Cardinals are 31st in the NFL in yardage given up. Only the Houston Texans gave up more, and they played a full 10 minutes more of football in an overtime game that ended in a tie. And no team gave up more points than the Arizona Cardinals in week one. Right. And honestly speaking, I mean, it is very possible— that, that's the territory this defense
0: will be in, in those respective stats all season long. It, it is very possible because, again, this is what, this is what's, uh, confuzzling to a lot of Cardinal fans. It's, if we knew it, why, why hasn't this team recognized it? And why are they not doing something about this? Is this financial? And if so, why? Why, why would you be, why would you not be all in while you still have Kyler Murray on a rookie contract? And I think when you put it all together, when you put to get together the coaching malfeasance, the learning on the job, uh, the the this the continuing rosters that are just full of holes and desperation and hoping and, and promoting rookies to jobs they haven't earned. When you look at that and you combine now the ownership factor of a team that just has not invested into this defense, it, it, it's hard to believe in where this whole thing is going. And and listen, it, this isn't just me. There are a lot of people who reacted the same way. And this, this point was hammered home to me watching the Seahawks last night. Now, I get it. This was a special uh, event in Seattle. It was the return of Russell Wilson. But that fan base is still on the edge. They're still passionate. They, you could hear them. They affected that game yesterday. That's been lost in Glendale, and you cannot argue that. The football team does not reach people and talk to people the way it once did when they, when there was a real – Crushing home field advantage. Back at the time when people believed in Bruce Arians and what he said and where the thing was going, you could hear it in that stadium, and that has been gone. That vibe is gone out of Glendale. It wasn't there on Sunday. I I talked about how the game began with the National Anthem. Chiefs fans overtook that, and that's just one of any number of... Crowds, lackluster crowds that have become the new normal in Glendale. That has been lost. That to me is a reflection of the game day experience and just the trust in where this whole thing is going. Uh from Kyle Odegaard, who used to work for the Arizona Cardinals, very smart football guy, quote However, the Cardinals only have this year and next of Kyler Murray on a cheap contract, and instead of a roster teeming with talent like the Bills or the Chargers, they have injury prone stars and glaring weaknesses. The championship window that barely cracked open last year is already closing, and unless something drastic happens, there is no defense to stop it.
2: It's not not inaccurate. No, it's not. Go back again to uh, one of the storylines from week one with the way the Cardinals defended or attempted to defend the the Kansas City Chiefs. It was a blitz-heavy scheme by Vance Joseph, Patrick Mahomes is one of those quarterbacks that welcomes the blitz because he will carve it up. 16 of 23 for 143 yards and five touchdowns when he was blitzed by the Cardinals on Sunday. Um, five touchdowns, all coming against the blitz. Um, I think, and this is a really, really bad place to be in as a defensive coordinator, because I know there was criticism of Vance Joseph, what are you what are you blitzing Patrick Mahomes for? Yeah. I think it was a pick your poison type scenario for Vance Joseph. If you, if you stayed back, you were going to get picked apart. At least if you blitz, maybe you can get to Patrick Mahomes, who was not sacked in the game, but a turnover can stem the tide, yeah. ch- change the momentum. So I, I, I just think it was a situation where you go in and, and I
0: heard Bernsey he use the phrase too. He brought a knife to a gunfight. Defensively. Well, without a doubt. And, and again, I, I heard Gambo kind of going off on this criticism of this tactic, and I don't know whether it was directed at Cliff Kingsbury or Vance Joseph, but Vance Joseph is is the least of the coaching problems in Arizona. And it, 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 this is not this was not a strategy issue on Sunday. That was a talent issue on Sunday. Now, hopefully things get better. When JJ J. Watt returns, and hopefully that will be this weekend, hopefully things will get better when Trayvon Mullen is healthy to contribute to the secondary. Uh, that would be beneficial. Uh, but you're looking at a defense right now that has got holes all over the place. And you, you talk about a defensive line of Zach Allen, Michael Dogby, Rashard Lawrence. They did okay, but in the in the context of who they are mm-hmm. in the in the hierarchy of the NFL, that is not a playoff caliber defensive line. And so you're going to generate a pass rush without that? And as Jared pointed out earlier, one of the big reasons why the Cardinals were able to go on the road and beat the Titans in week one that created this false narrative that you don't need to rep anything in the preseason was because Chandler Jones uncorked five sacks that day. And Chandler Jones walked and DeAndre Hopkins had f- two touchdowns that day. That too. And they knew they weren't going to have him either. That too. And so, so again, that's, this is why uh, the, some of these statements that I've been hearing are just, they're just nonsensical to me. To hear the head coach now talk about a lack of urgency in practice that guys have to practice the way they play on Sunday, you, you're saying that after a week one loss? You didn't diagnose that three, four weeks ago? Uh, It's just all of it's very, very, very maddening. It's only one game, and I don't want to be this hyperbolic. But this kind of stuff just makes me wonder, Mm. has this football team lost its way? You can text your thoughts to the uh, FanDuel text line. It's open at
2: 620-620 right now. Coming up next, the Cardinals' place in the NFC and a picture that changed quite a bit in Week 1. We'll get into some of our thoughts on the National Football Conference next. Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Quickly and Murata. Hash marks. Play that happened. Um, no, not necessarily. In the game, just in the midst of it. Thought I jammed it. I mean, I've uh, hit my hand on helmets or bodies uh, a lot in my career. Um, and I never really had anything, maybe a jam finger here. And I actually thought that's what it was. Just the next play, you I couldn't grip the ball. Let the sideline know. Um... And then when I got off, yeah, I told the trainers the same thing. I was just like, I can't grip. I feel like if you yank it, I'll be okay. And, you no know, came in, got x-rays, and things are different. That's Dak Prescott on Sunday night after he got injured against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A really lackluster performance by the Cowboys before and after the injury. But Prescott needed surgery, had surgery yesterday um jerry jones uh jared said uh, he went on uh, dallas radio station today and said that uh, might not be that long of a uh, of a recovery period for dak prescott it's a fractured thumb he will not be going on the ir which ir is a minimum of four weeks
3: right Right, so he's not going to be out six to eight weeks
2: it's not going on the IR. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Right. That's a good, uh, a, a so good could, clarification he, there. I, I guess yeah. we,
3: with the anticipation
2: that he could return. Yeah. Yes. But look, Prescott gone for three weeks, five weeks, eight weeks. It changes the landscape, certainly Indeed. in the NFC East and uh, in the whole conference. And right now, the Dallas Cowboys are the one team in the division that doesn't have a win. Philadelphia, the Giants, and Washington all won. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the North, Minnesota and the Bears got wins. Bears. The Packers uh, looked terrible. Yeah, uh, you got half of the South at one and zero, and half at zero and one. And the Seattle Seahawks. I thought we'd be we'd be coming on the air today talking about four teams in the uh, NFC West at 0 and 1 and a four-way tie after how horrible everybody looked but the Seahawks yeah. looked like they actually had okay. some fight in them.
0: Yeah, so so if you reset the NFC through the context of of the playoffs and what teams are going to be in front of the Cardinals again. One week opening week it's it's not a sample size where where you where you can do this with any real intelligence because look look last year. Last year the Packers got destroyed in week one they went on to win their division last year the Titans got destroyed in week one by some team from Arizona yeah, and they went they, on, to win, they went on to win 12 games right so so losing in week one is not a death sentence it's it's obviously can be something compensated for but here's what I here was my takeaway number one um in my wishing for Tampa not to make the playoffs, I failed to realize what a great defense they have and what a great defensive coordinator as a head coach they have. And that was on display against Dallas, but I also could not help but notice that Tom Brady still had that unhappy vibe about him. I don't know if you saw it, Dave Damashek vibe on it, right? Do you do you know that guy, Dave Damashek? <sighs> I noticed he had no joy. That man, <laughs> Dave Dameshek,
2: took time out from his good, uh, from his, good. his feud with uh, John Hamm. What's going on there? Have you been following that? Yes, Jared? I
3: know because so they're in a
2: um, fantasy football league
3: together. This okay. was this was one started by Bill Simmons years ago, and every year whoever won the uh, the league the previous year kicks out one of the league members. Oh, that's excellent, but kicks them out at the draft. So you so you're all about to start the draft and you do all your preparation and stuff and then the person says who's getting kicked out and they have to leave the the place and then they sub in somebody else. So John Hamm this year who's in the league booted Damashek and he's so mad he's just like yeah
2: that is unbelievable. I did not know that. That is a
0: great story. Okay, I can't yeah.
2: wait for Damischek's review of the new John Ham Fletch movie coming yeah. up this week.
0: <laughs> now, if you now the Saints are interesting because the Saints have got a great defense, and and for them to come back and win that game, I I don't necessarily believe in Jameis Winston, but I do believe in Michael Thomas, and clearly that addition to that offense, y- you remember just how incredible that guy is. So yeah. I don't know if the Saints, if the Saints, the Saints are <laughs> the New the Island Soints. Saints. They're toy twa- like a toy twa- <laughs> That's
2: a, uh, New Orleans soints. <laughs> I don't even know what accent that is.
0: <laughs> Isn't that weird. Yeah, it's <laughs> very weird, man. Uh the Vikings, the 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 addition by subtraction without Mike Zimmer. It looked legit for one week to go in, and beat up on the packers well, like
2: that the packers strategy of not covering one of the best receivers in football was i don't think it, i don't think it paid off personally. Uh, right. that, that
3: division if the packers aren't like i'm an idiot i picked them to make the super bowl last week if the packers aren't that good that division is wide open because the other three teams are who knows they, they all seem very mediocre but who knows if yeah. the packers aren't good Do you but, think
0: you're an idiot i am the idiot Ooh, that's a good drop right drop there. Drop that. Write that down. Mark that down. I am the idiot. I picked Denver, San Francisco in the Super Bowl. How stupid does that look right now? <laughs> Very. After week one, that yeah. doesn't look. Uh, uh, I, know, back, I know. Back to Green
2: Bay. Aaron Rodgers right. now once again preaching patience. I mean, you knew this was going to be groin fans. This is the real football. You know, it counts. It's different. There's nerves. I thought Christian ran a great route to start the game. You know, we talked about it during the week. Do you really want to start off with a bomb shot? I said, yeah, what the hell, why not? You know, this kid can really fly. Let's give him a chance. I was teasing Patrick after the game that we got him. He said, yeah, I wasn't quite warmed up yet. But uh, we got to make those plays. But but those are going to happen. It's the mental mistakes that we really got to clean up. And there was too many uh, across the board. That was, I don't know if you saw that play. No, the I first, did the first play of the scrimmage for the Packers. Mad. Christian Watson was five yards behind the defense. And I have a Vikings fan uh, as as a buddy who lives in Ohio, and he's like, "You'll be glad to know that." Patrick Peterson is absolutely totally washed because he's the guy oh, that yeah. got beat on that oh, yeah. run. No, yeah, it's, and uh, it
0: went right through his hands. Could yeah. have changed the whole game for the pack. He got routinely toasted in in joint practices and, and the like. I, I've heard that coming from a from a few miles away. The um, yeah, that's it, it, it's one of my pet peeves. It's always been wide receivers who can't catch a football. I mean, it's, it's like a core competency of your job. Mm-hmm. Now again, rough. it's 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 probably nerves. And, you know, you're a rookie and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm wide open. Aaron Rodgers is throwing me, oh, my goodness,
4: he's going to be so pissed if I dropped, oh, no! I saw
3: that guy on TV. (laughs) If you're Aaron Rodgers and all the comments you've made on the offseason about your sort of unhappiness with the young wide receivers and on the first play you have that and on the first play he drops it, that's got to be in his head the rest of the game. And he's got to be like, I can't believe this. Uh, it's so weird how mad he was at the Packers' front office last year. Mm-hmm. And this year, they assembled a much worse roster. And he hasn't said anything about, about that, that, really. Mm-hmm. He's only criticized the players. Yeah, and The roster's not
2: bad. The receiver position is very, very...
3: That's what I thin. mean, the offensive. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what he cared about. Now, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, now the new head coach in New York, Brian Dable, getting a lot of credit for that win for going for two successfully. That play, that thing that thing looked like that play was snuffed out. I'm still really surprised, say. One was able to get that in the end zone. Mm-hmm. That's when you rely on your
2: 39 inch thighs or whatever they are, 42 <laughs> not inch not thighs. A thick
0: base. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's an that's an early storyline though the guys that may be back this year yeah. like that's suppose you know Saquon Barkley Julio Jones Michael Thomas let's suppose they actually return to Christian McCaffrey Christian McCaffrey right yeah that could change the whole you know power structure of the NFL
0: yeah then you got the commanders they won well, I'm just saying, do you do you expect they made the playoffs two do you expect years ago. Carson Wentz to continue to play like that because he was fantastic in the fourth quarter. That's I the don't nature either. of Carson yeah, Wentz. but he had, but he had exactly. also two
3: bad interceptions. Yeah. It's like that that's the car My dad called me yesterday and he's like every all the papers in uh, Washington are saying it's the Carson Wentz experience. Get used to it.
0: Yeah. Ups yeah. and downs every yeah. game. Yeah. And then you got the Eagles, a team that I'm bullish on, but they, man, I, how did they let the Lions continue to score and score and score? I don't, I don't know.
2: know. <laughs> uh, it was, it, they, The Lions started out quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a lot of running from, from DeAndre Swift. I, I'm just looking specifically at the West. Yes, yeah, Seattle's the only team with a win. Uh, the other three teams, uh, none of them looked very good. In fact, they all, all three of them looked awful. Um, but I don't know if what we saw was ugly enough for me to change, even alter my thinking a little bit on the NFC West. I still think it's the Rams division. I think they're going to be fine. I think they ran into a very motivated Buffalo team. I do think San Francisco will make the change at quarterback and right the ship a little bit. Mm. Um, Seattle, again, they're, maybe they're better than we thought they were. And the Cardinals right now are the, are the question mark. Which uh, way? Are they I would gonna, agree.
0: Which way are they going to go? I would agree. Huge game this weekend for the Cardinals for the for the 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 fan base for their own confidence, yes. all of that stuff. Yes. And, and I'm going to cross my fingers that this team is just dramatically better on the road for whatever reasons. Which we saw
2: last year. Yeah. And if this was a continuation of last year, then maybe you can you can uh, feel better about that. Have you subscribed to the Bickley and Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. Never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley and Murata podcast. It's brought to you by Carol Royce Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. uh, Guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Coming up next, a guy gives your city 10 years of his career, wins you a Super Bowl, nearly wins you a second one, changes teams, comes back to town, and gets that treatment. (laughs) We'll get into that and more next. It's Bickley and Murata mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station we Part of the crowd reaction again I uh, thought ESPN and the crew that they had on the game did a really good job of letting that unfold Russell Wilson running from the sidelines uh, to uh, take his first snap and uh, you hear the crowd booing and the cameras caught a lot of yeah. booing too individual mm-hmm. fans booing and um, like, I, I'm not a Russell Wilson fan. I'm not a Seattle Seahawks fan. Mm-hmm. But I find it hard to believe that it got that bad to where in his first game away from the mm-hmm. Seattle Seahawks. His return is marked with that much booing that that 's pretty lame to
0: me. i was uh, I was stunned by the reaction Russell Wilson got, and as I said earlier i was I went from being stunned to being offended to actually respecting the Seattle crowd for for just being that hardcore and and again it, it doesn 't make any sense because I do think Russell Wilson deserved better i think but but there was something about that hardcore approach by that fan base in some that, you know, I wish the Cardinals had that. Um, I wish they had a fan base. And, and I'm not blaming the fans. Don't hear me wrong, Cardinal fans. It, that's not on you. It's on the football team to get you like that. It's.
2: I think it's a different scenario in Seattle because of one factor, and that is... They've won a Super Bowl. Okay. And they won a Super Bowl with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Mm -hmm. And he was kind of the ringleader of that offense. And that was a team built on defense. I get it. Um, Russell Wilson wanted out of town. That is a fact. He got his way out of town. Uh, Russell Wilson also said leading up to that game that the Seahawks tried to trade him on a couple of occasions. In twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen on draft day, tried to unload him. Uh that might have led to some of Russell Wilson's dissatisfaction with the with the franchise. Um I and some of the signs, there's a picture on, on USA Today dot com um, Fans holding up signs that you know as Wilson's running through the tunnel uh, before the game. Wilson wanted to be boss. We said, "See ya, dude." turned diva, went Hollywood on us. Uh, better win, he'll, he'll quit on you too. Um, just the amount of vitriol for a guy again who gave—he was the quarterback for by far the best era in your franchise's history.
3: Also, it felt like it was a mutual. It did feel it's not mutual. like he forced his way out no. like, like some you know, other players we see. It felt like Pete Carroll was very ready to move on from Russell Clearly. Wilson.
0: Yeah, yeah. I th- I think, I think uh, look, Pete Carroll moved on to Geno Smith and or Drew Locke. You don't do that if it isn't somewhat mutual. So, so yeah, I do agree with that, and I, I think after a while, if if Russell Wilson spends a decade in Denver, the Broncos are going to feel the same way because he just because he wears you out in that regard.
2: Yeah, but I mean, is it likely that he'll play a total no, of twenty no, years? No, no, no. I mean, I guess anything's possible now with what Tom Brady's doing, right? Yeah, uh, here was Russell Wilson after the game uh,
1: talking about losing his return to Seattle. I thought that uh, you know, obviously the environment's always special here. Um, I've been here for ten years. You know, it was it was it was special tonight. I thought the energy. Um, I thought everybody was was focused and locked in. Um, you know, I couldn't have been more locked in. You know, just felt like I was on every little detail, and um, you know, it just didn't go our way. But guess what? There's 16 more games to go, and uh, there's a lot more football to play, and uh, I'm looking forward to what we can do. Especially Especially when we get it all together at the same time.
2: Now, that being said, very disappointing debut for Russell Wilson and the Broncos. A chance for them to go win that game rather easily, and it wasn't Russell Wilson's fault. Ultimately, you get mm-hmm. two fumbles at the goal line. You're not going to. Most teams are not going to overcome that, and then you get a, a, an actual chance presented to you to overcome that. And a rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who just, his brain froze up at the end of the game. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. To kill, you know, 35 seconds of game clock. (laughs) Dreadful. um, Trailing by a point and settling for a, finally calling a timeout and settling Mm -hmm. for a 64-yard field goal when you've spent that much in terms of resources. And oh, by the way, Russell Wilson got a brand new contract as well. What are you doing?
0: Well, yeah. What are you doing indeed? I I can only imagine what Mark Schlereth is thinking about uh, Nathaniel Hackett. That to me was just – it was an example of a guy in the big chair going, oh my goodness, and getting paralyzed by it and uh, because that's just – that's derelict to let that much time just (laughs) – I, and he came out afterwards and he said, listen, I just didn't like the way our offense was moving at that time, which is why I kicked that field goal. So I, I, I wonder I wonder what Russell Wilson thinks about that. Because as you pointed out, there was a lot of dinking and dunking going on. It looked like Russell was very, very afraid to lose that game with a mistake. Yes. Rather right. than to go and win that game. But also came out, Russell Wilson did, while
2: wearing his shiny lime green uh, <laughs> tuxedo with the bow tie. Uh,
1: and said this: I believe in Coach Hack. I believe in what we're doing. Um, you know, and believe in everything. Everything, and uh, you know I, anytime you can try to find a way to make a play on fourth and five that, that's great too but also we I think we I, think, I don't think it was the wrong decision you know I think he can make it obviously we in hindsight you know we didn't make it but uh, if we we're in that situation again I wouldn't doubt whatever he decided
2: yeah um, it's not like Russell Wilson to say anything different uh, he's going to go along uh, with his business and I said it earlier, and I truly believe this, Bick, that the Seattle Seahawks, they're feeling themselves. Their fan base is feeling themselves. Russell didn't want to be here. Let's show him. Let's give him, you know, rain down the, the booze on him. Geno
0: Smith, he's not your answer. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're, you're right about that. But, but the, they didn't act like a team that believes they're a last place team. True. That, that's what scared me about seattle there's a connectivity there um they're they they're very passionate on defense as usual they, that didn't look like a team that went that was feeling oh man we, we've got no shot they didn't look that way at all to me so i think i think they might be slightly more dangerous but i think that that whole vibe will begin to to, to wane if the quarterback doesn't keep that up you know what i mean mm-hmm. if geno smith you know, looks like he can't win many football games. Then that viable yeah. Know. I
3: mean, you could just foresee
0: DK Metcalf by week like seven, exactly. starting to get upset that he's not getting the ball. Exactly, but it's it, to me for one night. That's uh, that's 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 a, that's a victory for Pete Carroll. You got to give him his probably. and I know yes. you don't want to do it because I know how you feel about Seattle fans. <laughs> but for one night, that they deserve some respect for that. They're in first place. Oh. I, I just I'm. Done by I'll that. respect the team. I won't respect the fan
2: base. <laughs> Yeah, how about that? Uh, It's time for Character Counts, brought to you by Parker & Sons Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. On Monday, Greg Dortch and Antoine Wesley and the Cardinals mascot Big Red visited the kids of Adams Elementary in Mesa. Dortch and Wesley spent a good chunk of their morning passing out backpacks to every student on top of presenting a $10,000 check on behalf of the team and Albertson Safeway. Five other Valley schools will also receive gift cards to purchase school supplies. Dortch and Wesley were fully immersed with the 700-plus kids in attendance, signing off. Autographs, giving high fives, chatting it up, and all while watching Big Red do the gritty at the kids' request. Uh, Antoine Wesley said, quote, I see them as my little brothers and sisters. I'm really excited to be giving back today. Well done, Antoine and Greg, Big Red and the Cardinals. That's Character Counts brought to you by Parker & Sons, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Uh, have you subscribed to the Bickley & Murata podcast? Subscribe right now on your iPhone or Android. You'll never miss any of the show. It's the Bickley & Murata podcast. It's brought to you by Carol Roy, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Coming up next, a prominent national voice believes the Arizona Cardinals have a big culture problem. Is he right? We'll explore the details of it next. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
0: 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Bickley and Murata. Bickley and Murata Mornings.
4: The quarterback and the agent are mad. They go public. The team's unhappy. They go public with an addendum that our quarterback doesn't work hard enough and plays video games. These two aren't even hiding it. So you know if if that's what we're seeing publicly... Between the coach, the GM, uh, the owner and the player and the agent, that's, it's, it, they can't even hide their disdain and their disagreements. So I think right now there's a cultural issue with Arizona.
2: That is Colin Cowherd of the uh, Heard Fox Sports uh, Radio national, uh, national show. It's on television as well. He shared those thoughts yesterday on... What he sees from the Arizona Cardinals again. I want to make this clear: we are not passing this along as news. I just think it's an interesting viewpoint from somebody, yeah, as prominent as Catlin Cowherd, I agree. who does have a lot of uh, a lot of people in in his ear. Now, do the national folks watch the Arizona Cardinals as closely as we do in Arizona? No, they don't. Um, but at this point, uh, you know, w- with what we've seen, the implosion at the end of last year. The rockiest off season, really, of any NFL team, Bick, and then in your first opportunity to wipe all that away, the Cardinals just came out flat in every area of the game against a yeah. superior football team in the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's 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 worth at least wondering about mm-hmm. and. Even on Sunday after the game, we were both at the post game press conference. Cliff Kingsbury came in and said, we gotta, we gotta button up our practice habits. Our, our practice habits aren't good enough right now. Uh, he elaborated on that yesterday, but when, Kyler Murray came in after Cliff Kingsbury and was asked about Cliff's comments about practice habits. He kind of sh- he kind of shrugged him off, like, yeah. uh, almost saying you could have the best week of practice and if you don't execute on Sunday, it doesn't matter. Or mm-hmm. you know the vice versa. You could have a bad week of practice and still come out and play
0: well uh, on Sunday. Um, well, it, it's it's a very interesting. You're, you're bringing up a lot of great points here because I think that a lot of times when we talk about Kyler Murray in this regard, we're talking about leadership qualities that. That he is lacking as a franchise quarterback. And what I think we're really talking about is relational qualities, the ability to really inspire people, get along with people, uh, you know, that kind of connect with people. And, and that's the kind of thing that, that I, I wonder about with Kyler Murray. There was a, a picture retweeted by the Cardinals over the week, and it was Kyler Murray sitting down with Tony Romo and, and the crew you know, who were doing the game. And he had, he had his headphones still on his head, and they were off of one side of his ear and whether or not you find that to be a curious look when you're sitting down with guys like that, Tony Romo was was completely casual in shorts, had his hat on backward. It's not like you have to dress up for that, but what I am getting at is if you're walking around a facility with headphones on, it's a clear signal that don't talk to me, anybody. I'm in my own world, and, and you can get away with that if you're a cornerback or if you're a defensive back or if you're a punt returner. If you're a franchise quarterback, you, you can't franchise quarterback you've got to be receiving all time at all times. So I just wonder how much of this relational stuff has bled over into these kind of frustrations. And if these kind of frustrations I, I found what Colin Coward said to be fascinating because it speaks to is there residue a relational residue from that independent study addendum? Because something made Michael Bidwell need to put that in the contract. And and Josh Weinfuss tweeted out, and I didn't see this, but, but Chris Mortensen reported that NFLPA Executive Director Dee Marie Smith complained directly to Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell about the independent study addendum that was eventually removed. So this is the head of the Players Association telling or uh, asking an owner, this is not cool, and the thing disappeared. But you wonder. You wonder is 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 this is this a fundamental divide between these two sides? And and as you're going to play this cut now, was this contract more like a shotgun wedding, something that the Cardinals did out of we've got you've got us cornered, and so we're going to give you your money, but 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 you got to give us some satisfaction back. You got to promise you're going to put down that joystick, and because that didn't come out of nowhere, and there are people who think that the Cardinals were just trying to get that in there. So nobody would notice. And then there are people who were like, no, they wanted to publicly embarrass him because they need to get this kid off call of duty. Now, it's not me reporting this. This is what I have seen and heard about this. Mm-hmm. And and so because Steve Kime in that Friday press conference announcing the contract, he told the media and everybody gathered that, yeah, there's some player, some player concession clauses in the thing. And so, so if you're looking to hide it, you wouldn't have made that comment. So, uh, you wonder what is the residue of all of that, and and how do how, it, w- what does that mean to the potential growth of this football team? It's fascinating. Nothing else. Play you play that other.
4: I guess my point on Arizona is I think they have a cultural issue. I don't think the owner loves the quarterback, but is trapped. I think the coach is frustrated. The GM's frustrated with the quarterback, but they're trapped. And I think Kyler doesn't necessarily love everybody with the Cardinals, but he got a he got the bag, so he's going to do what he wants to do. And there's not much you can do. But when it starts going public like this, I mean I've never heard a coach. Well, we got to we got to practice better. Uh, our practice habits are better. After what I just witnessed in the offseason, that's just a shot at the
2: quarterback again. There's there's a big reason why I can't buy that. Is it interesting? Yes. Does it make you think? Absolutely. But I can't get on board with it because the timing of all of it, the, the Arizona Cardinals were not obligated to grant a contract extension this offseason. Kyler Murray was eligible for one this offseason. If there were that many doubts, um, you know, from the Cardinals viewpoint of, mm-hmm. all right, we, you know, we're still iffy on this kid. Does he study enough? We don't know. Let's try to get this addendum in. What, whatever. It was an issue to a certain point. But they could have let this drag for another year. They could have handled this. Uh, like the Browns you know, like did with the, Baker Mayfield. The, like the Baltimore Ravens.
0: I mean, obviously they were afraid of of what might come next. The Lamar
3: Jackson one's a little different but, because but
0: here's. Let me just let me stop this because it, it, let's let's not get sidetracked on on what Colin Coward was saying because that is in line with the criticisms that Brock Huard leveled that that from Monday through Saturday the quarterback is not locked in. So if the head coach is complaining about the practice tempo and urgency, there, well, that's directly tied to that. Yes,
2: but is the practice tempo and urgency? Does it fall more on the shoulders of the quarterback
0: or does it fall more on the shoulders of the head coach? It, it, and is it really just one guy? No, it's not one guy. Is it, if it, the, Cliff Kingsbury came out yesterday and said the entire team was surprised by how good the Chiefs were. <laughs> yeah. I I just, I, I,
2: like, who's, but who's more responsible, of, uh, in your mind, of if, if they need to be improved, improving the practice habits? I mean the,
0: That's the team on the, head coach. The, the
2: team leaders can set the examples for the younger players
0: yeah. but ultimately it's on the head coach. Yeah, it's, it's on the head coach because it, there've got to be punishments. There's got, there have got to there've got to be but th- that gets back to uh who told us the whole thing about it? Kyle Vandenbosch that you if he, if you're a soft easy laid back cool dude, coach bro, you can't suddenly come in and be a taskmaster. People go, "What? Who are right? you? Who is you?" But also, why are these players not
2: Self motivated after the way last season ended, that's, I would have a fire is, under my butt if I had gone this through that is embarrassment. What I'm
0: talking about because that's why the fact that week one was an extension of last year is so alarming to me. Yeah. So alarming to me. Well, Eight months separated that, and nothing has changed. Right.
2: If you're listening to this discussion right now, and and you're thinking, "Wow, this is getting pretty bad pretty early," if things don't improve on Sunday in Las Vegas, can you imagine what next week is going to sound like in Arizona with, with the Rams coming, with the Rams to Rams town? coming oh. into
0: town? The Rams coming into town. Yeah, girl. yeah. No, listen, they've got a. That, that's. I mean, that that was unusual criticism for Cliff Kingsbury to admit that we that our practice habits have to get better, and it's just like, but you're the guy that canceled a joint practice with the Titans. And extended the the Labor Day break. And extended the Labor Day break. It, uh, it's, this is again. This is why I think Cardinal fans are just are some of them. Not all of them. Some of them th- think we're being ridiculous. At oh, it's only one game. It's, everything's no, it's be not fine. only one game. It's They're seven one in games six in their last seven. Right.
2: And they haven't necessarily been all that competitive. They and certainly weren't no. that competitive on Sunday. And what's the number six straight losses at home? Six, six straight, straight losses, losses at home. home. Yeah. Coming up next, we'll uh, hit some social studies on Twitter with Sarah hey. Gazelle. It's Bickley and Murata hey. Mornings, 98.7 <laughs> FM, Arizona Sports Station.